Alright, how's it going? It's Baseball Garbage here, and we're back with another podcast. Today, we will be going over my top 10 list for shortstop. So we've covered catcher, first base, second base, and third base. Now to run out, the infield will be hitting the shortstop position, which is one of the better positions in baseball. So without further ado, let's get into it. Starting it off at number 10, we have Paul DeJong of the St. Louis Cardinals. Now he had a strong rookie season in 2017, where he hit 285 and 25 home runs. In 2018, though, he struggled a bit, hitting 241 with 19 home runs, and his slugging percentage dropped by 99 points, which isn't great. However, he had less strikeouts and more walks, which is always good to see come out of a hitter. He also improved massively on defense from 2017 to 2018. So I think he's going to have a good 2019. I hope he bounces back for this Cardinals team that's looking pretty good this year. Hopefully he can be part of that offensive mix and maybe even make the all-star team. Who knows? But he's a solid option at shortstop, and he comes in at number 10. Next up, we have Xander Bogarts. The free agent to be after the 2019 season, he had a career-high 360 on-base percentage in 2018 while hitting 23 home runs and 103 RBIs, also both career highs. He cut down on his strikeouts, so he's a pretty good hitter. Not so much on the defensive side, he is pretty bad. If his defense improves in 2019, he could jump up a lot on this list, maybe even to the top five, who knows. But he will probably get a lot of money this offseason, whether it's with the Red Sox or another team. Who knows? Only time will tell. But he's a Red Sox starting shortstop for now, and he comes in at number 9. At number 8, we have Didi Gregorius. Now, although he is out for half of the year after Tommy John's surgery, he's been a good offensive hitter over the past three years since coming to the Yankees after Derek Jeter retired. He had a career-high 27 home runs last year. His average dropped a bit to 268, but he also had a career-high in slugging at 494. The injury will hamper his production, but he is still a solid option at shortstop, and he's not going to make the All-Star team because of the injury, but I think he'll produce All-Star numbers. He's also going to be a free agent to be after the season, so I think... The Yankees should re-sign him, but if not, he's going to produce wherever he goes, I believe. And he comes in at number 8. Would be higher, but the injury kind of lowers his value for me, so he's number 8 right now. At number 7, we have Andrelton Simmons. Now, he had a career high in average last year at 292 and has steadily improved his offense over the years uh, when he was coming up. With the Braves, he wasn't too offensive-minded. Then he made, or he was traded to the Los Angeles Angels, where he is now. And his offense has improved ever since. Defensively, he is amazing. He's a Gold Glove, win- Gold Glove winner in 2017 and 2018. He's also won them with the Braves in the NL, where he established himself as one of the best, best defenders in the league. Uh, He finished 15th in MVP voting in 2018, and if he has a good offensive year in 2019, 
I mean, he could be as high as top three. That might be a stretch, but top five for sure. I think a good offensive year from him definitely solidifies him as a top five shortstop. But for now, he comes in at number seven. At number six, we have Trevor Story of the Colorado Rockies. Now, he had a career year in 2018 with career highs in average, OBP, slugging, home runs, and RBIs. He won the Silver Slugger at shortstop and finished 8th in MVP voting. So he's definitely a good hitter. And his splits for uh, home and away at Coors Field aren't as drastic as Nolan Arenado's are. So that doesn't hamper him too much. But I think he's going to be a good shortstop for years to come for the Rockies if they decide to keep him. If not, I think his production will decrease a little bit just because Coors Field does give that extra advantage with the thin air and whatnot. But right now he's at number six, but he can easily jump into the top five with another solid year like he did last year. At number five, we have Javier Baez of the Chicago Cubs. He broke out in 2018 with a slash line of 290. 326 and 554. He had 34 home runs. He led the National League in RBIs with 111. But the big problem for him is his strikeouts. He had 167 last year, and he swings and misses at a lot of pitches. The 326 on base percentage also isn't great. I mean, it's kind of low, but he's more of a power hitter, not an on base guy, so there's that. He finished second in MVP voting, which was pretty good. He's good defensively. He can play all over the infield, second base, third base, and shortstop. He could win MVP in 2019 with another great year. I'd say he's a dark horse candidate for that. Uh, definitely if he improves his on-base percentage and cuts down on the strikeouts, I think he can win the MVP in the National League. Uh, he's a breakout stud and top five right now. Top three, maybe. But we'll see in the years to come. At number four, we have Corey Seager. Now, after a good 2017 year, he missed pretty much all of 2018 after Tommy John surgery. Nonetheless, he's still one of the best young shortstops in the game right now and can easily bounce back. I see him having a good 2019, and that's what puts him at number four right now. Yes, the injury last year kind of decreased his value, but if he has another good year, you know, he might be challenging the number one guy for his spot, but definitely a top three guy despite the injury. Right now he comes in at four, another good year in 2019, and he'll be a top three shortstop. Now for the top three, and at number three is a little bit of a interesting one to most people, but I have it going to Carlos Correa. Now, health has been an issue for Correa over the past years, as he's missed 105 games over that time. However, a healthy Correa can be an amazing player. He was an all-star, I think, 2017 before he got injured. And another in couple injuries this year kind of harmed his value. But I think he's going to stay healthy in 2019. And I think he's going to be a dark horse candidate for the MVP I really like the guy, although his defense is meh. I mean, it's not, it's not great, but it's not terribly bad. I think he's going to have a good, healthy 2019. 
finish top five in MVP, win the all or make the All Star game, and he'll help push the Astros to the playoffs in 2019. Now at number two, have it be Manny Machado. Now I know he's going to play third base in San Diego, but he's on this list anyways, just because last year he played a shortstop. But 2018 was a typical Manny Machado year after a somewhat down 2017. Despite the trade, he played in all 162 games and uh, produced pretty well, although he did struggle a bit for Los Angeles after the trade, but, you know, it's a new space, new team, new atmosphere, all that. You got to adjust. Sometimes it's a slow start, but he was hitting over 320, I believe, with the Orioles, and he hit around 280 with the Dodgers, so it's not not terribly bad. Uh, signed with the Padres, and Petco Park is not a hitter's park. It's very spacious in the outfield. It's like 400-something to the center field, so that could harm his numbers for sure, but nonetheless, he's one of the best players in the game right now. He comes in at number two on this list. Now at number one is Francisco Lindor of the Cleveland Indians. Another good 2018 for him. He had a career high in home runs and slugging percentage. Improved in almost every category from 2017 to 2018. He won a silver slugger for shortstop in the American League and finished sixth in MVP voting. He's a very good player, which is one of the reasons why the Indians... Didn't want to trade him this offseason and all those rumors. But I think another good year for him in 2019 could see him winning the MVP. One of, well, he is the best shortstop in my opinion. And he's only, he's, I don't think he's 25 yet. He might be 24, 25 even, I don't know. But he's young. He has a bright future. And I think he can, he has the talent to be able to hold down the number one spot for many years to come. And that's going to do it for the top 10 shortstops list. Next episode, we'll move into the outfield and left field and see who makes that top 10 list. But until then, thank you guys for watching or listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll see you guys in the next one.